Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. This is the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks to all of our listeners. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Again, questions or comments, please keep them coming to info at theabstractathlete.com. Please stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, to check out our creative training journal and for information on upcoming events and workshops. The journal is also available on Amazon. Do not forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, a reminder to listen to our second upcoming podcast called The Abstract Doctors, and you can follow us on social media under The Abstract Doctors. Super, super pumped today to talk with an incredible artist, humanitarian, and professional baseball player, Matt Caesar. We are going to talk about his art and his subject matters and a recent collaborative project he just completed with recently retired baseball player Micah Johnson. We're going to talk about his football career and MVP award for the national championship Villanova Wildcats and going to talk about his baseball career up to now including his time on the the 2016 World Series champion Chicago Cubs team. You can check out Matt's work on Instagram at Super C's. That's S U P E R S Z C Z 4 on Instagram. And also stop by Matt Caesar's foundation, SeizeTheDay.com. Let's welcome Matt Caesar. But usually, like how we start these things out, um, it's just to kind of get to know you because you're you, you have like a really cool history, um, and I'm really interested in how you got into art. But I mean, like you, I mean, you played football and baseball at Villanova, which is like super difficult to actually. I mean, to play one sport, let alone two. You know, like you've all you've donated bone marrow. <laughs> like to, I mean, like you've done like a lot of, and like, and you know, I want to definitely talk about the project you and Micah just did. And we can also talk about, you know, baseball and, and where things are in, in the world for you. And, and, you know, but again, like we always like to talk about the creativity stuff and how that, so like, yeah, just like, this is just open conversation, man. I love like seeing the paintings behind you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually just, uh, so we usually rent our house out, but since we're home, I put all this stuff back up and I got all my jerseys hanging up now, <laughs> but nice. still have some like, you know, hung up some of my art. Yeah. As you should. Over the week. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, are you ready? To, yeah. 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 To... No, we, yeah, we're rolling. All right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I, I kind of got an art, uh, like I, you know, I tell everybody the same story. Um, you know, my, my dad did a lot of stuff, uh, with art. he, he was in construction his whole life. Um, still does stuff on the side. Um, but when I was and growing you're a, up, you're a Jersey guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. yeah, I'm from Cape May, New Jersey. Yeah. So, uh, he would sketch, draw, uh, paint. Uh, he carved a lot. Um, he used to carve like a fishing display all the time. Um, he always put together like those, those little boats, those, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know what they're called. They're like model boats. Yep. 
he'd put the bottle boats together. Um, he used to make these fishing lures, bucktails. Uh, he, I mean, he pretty much did everything. And, and when he was doing everything, I was always kind of by his side. So I feel like I, I kind of took interest to it uh, at an early age uh, just because, you know, I was by, by his side while he was doing that kind of stuff. And then, you know, going through grade school and high school, I always uh, took art classes. Um, and see, I think my- that that's, I mean, like, even thinking of your dad, I mean, as a construction worker, like, that's not a normal a normal thing for construction, oh, for sure. you know, and like, and that's part of what we talk about at the Abstract Athlete is like, you know, athletes are not supposed to be creative on, and so it's like, it's cool to hear, like, it sounds like you yeah. and I are very similar in that manner that even in high school we were taking art classes, but we were playing football, basketball, and baseball and all, you know, we were, yeah, I mean, and even in college, like I kind of, I feel like art kind of went away my freshman and sophomore year. And then, um, once I kind of got my core classes out of the way, I started kind of taking those, uh, those secondary classes. So I, I did, you know, watercolors, uh, you know, abstract art. I took an art history class. Uh, I, you know, I, I pretty much merged myself back into it after, after my freshman and sophomore year. And, and I kind of, you know, gained a new love for, you know, painting and, and learning the history of it. Um, and then after that, I, you know, I always kind of kept it with me, you know, as far as either sketching or, or just like, you know, research and art throughout, um, you know, the Meyer leagues, we were designing our house, my wife and I. So, you know, I got a bunch of building books and learned how, you know, I read building books on how to build a house. And even though I wasn't building it, I, I wanted to, to be aware of what people were doing, um, yeah. while they were doing it. And, you know, I would sketch up architectural plans all the time. I took, uh, architectural drawing in high school as well. Oh, nice. Um, so I, I always drew up plans, um, just to kind of get an idea on what, what we wanted to do. And then, you know, I always did stuff for her too. You know, when we were dating, um, I always right. would, you know, paint or draw <laughs> pictures or write her letters or, you know, so I feel like that kind of kept me, uh, involved with art while I was, uh, while we were like dating as well. So, yeah. um, and I kind of just kept at it. We, we started our foundation and, um, one of the things that I wanted to do to have something unique that someone could buy was I did, uh, like self portraits of myself in a Cubs uniform and in a, a football uniform from, from Nova. And they both sold for 500 bucks. And, you know, obviously I posted them on my social media and the Cubs had reached out. That was the year. So we won the World Series in 16. And then January 27th of 2017 is when we did our first foundation uh, event. So when we did that, uh, I did those paintings. And then that spring training, the Cubs came to me and said, hey, you know, we do our annual bricks and ivy ball uh we'd love to have you do a painting of the world series so i did that and had uh rizzo and kb sign it i signed it down the bottom right hand corner and we raised uh i think it was close to 40 grand and then i you know after that i was i was kind of like oh man this is this is kind of cool i was getting more (laughs) and more requests and uh you know i finally you know i did a ton of stuff for charity i finally started taking uh commissions because i was like you know i'm i'm obviously donating a ton of money i i think i deserve to make a little a yeah, little yeah. money in return you know so and now now we're here you know i i did a bunch of michael jordan's for his last dance thing and uh you know i just i just i i, I really like to kind of stay with the sports um i did some you know some avengers characters and uh you know superman and batman and I, and i do 
although I really enjoy paying them, I feel like, you know, I really got to stay within uh, the sports genre. Right. And then, and then eventually, you know, I'll start selling more and more of the other paintings. But, you know, for me, for now, I, I think uh, my, my kind of niche in the, in the game is. Uh, well, and you like, you like it too. It's like, it's close to you. Like you just did the, um, the Maguire and Sosa one. Yeah. That, that was so much fun doing it. And that watching that documentary, God, that brought back so yeah. many memories from that yep. summer. Like I actually, I was still living in Columbus at the time. And I remember going down to what is no longer exists riverfront to watch him play against the reds yeah. just to, you know, and he did, of course, didn't hit a home run, but you know, I mean that summer, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. And I, like, you forget about how, how much hype and craziness was i mean they were like breaking in and like they showed it on the documentary yeah like every at bat that they had they were breaking yeah. in on espn it was crazy, crazy. so yeah. i mean i like so I, this is a, a weird question but which is kind of off base from the art stuff but like you did you played football at a high level like you were an mvp of the national championship team right and you were kind of like you were i mean is it best to say you were kind of a tweener? You were like, a, a, I mean, you were like not your positionless in some respect. You're a wildcat quarterback. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, my, my main position was a slot receiver. Right. Um, but then they kind of realized that I, I could run the ball Yeah. and then I, I was kind of, you know, you're doing everything. Yeah. Just as dangerous uh, with the ball in my hands as I was, you know, running routes and catching the ball. So they, yeah. I feel like they really tried to get the ball in my hands no matter or whatever way they could. You know, I was punt return, kick return. Uh, I mean, I did it all, man. Did so like, I think you told me once that, I mean, you definitely could have had tryouts, correct? Yeah. I mean, I got invited to the combine in the senior bowl. I was, I was slotted to go in the third round, but I feel like, you know, at the time I had a couple of high ankle sprains. Um, you know, I was, I was actually down training in Boca Raton, uh, for the senior bowl in the combine when Jim Hendry, who was the GM at the Cubs came down, he came to watch me work out for a couple of days. And then, uh, he offered me another contract and I told him, you know, if, if you guys can match what I would make in the third round in, uh, in football, then I'll, I'll take baseball every day of the week. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, that, that guaranteed money was there. Um, yeah. you know, that's set me up for, you know, a million and a half sets you up for a long time. Yeah. If you're smart with it and I was smart with it, I have a great financial advisor and, uh, you know, we're able to, to do really good with really good things. But with ba- it. I mean, would you say baseball is your first love? I mean, or do you, do you, do you not know. even know? Okay. I think I love them both yeah. different ways. Um, like I was so addicted to football and, and, you know, as, as weird as this sounds is like, and the, the pain and the, the suffering you go through to, to work, to get to that point yeah. and then stay, stay at that shape and stay at that kind of caliber athlete throughout the season. And then, you know, even after the games, man, it was like, you know, hitting going two for four and being like, you know, a successful day at the plate, um, doesn't compare to like <laughs> the pain and suffering you go through after I, after a football game. It's just a yeah, different. It it's is like no, a different feeling, you know. Total, I, so, I I I I had this conversation with one of the, Percy King, who we who we work with, and because I quit football my senior in high school, and it was because I just 
I didn't mind hitting people. Like if I, but I was a quarterback and I hated getting hit. Like I hate, like, and it's a difference. And Percy like said, yeah, no, it's a complete. And I just like, I'm just, you know, like I could chuck a football like 70 yards at my, at my, you know, so I could, you know, I had an arm and, and I, I loved throwing the football. I love that whole dynamic of that thing, but it was just like getting just punished. I'm like, now this is not working. I like baseball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I love, I love the feeling of, Like a Sunday after, yeah. you know, just getting your butt handed to you. And, you know, I, I, I was a wide receiver, but, you know, I played all special teams. I played yeah. kickoff and kick return. And on the kickoff team, I was either the wedge buster or the linebacker that made the tackle. Yep. So, you know, I had a an inner demon in me, and I love to, to hammer <laughs> people too. You know, as a wide receiver, I, I literally tried to smash somebody every – because, like you said, you know, if you're not hitting somebody, you're getting hit. Yeah. So as as a wide receiver, you're going to get hit. So Absolutely. I was trying to put the hit on somebody before they were going to smack me. So that, and if that you're a like, oh, if you're a plan. slot guy, you were like yeah. all time getting hit, like going yeah. over the middle. So. And for the most part, you, you you would catch linebackers not looking. You could ha- you could really hammer some dudes, and I yeah. love doing it. So. Yeah, <laughs> you still love it. I can tell. Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> so so of course all the all my Cub fans would want to know like what that year was like what the, what 2016 i mean because that's you know yeah, that's generational I mean, crazy and i know i'm sure you've told these no, stories I, multiple times i mean but. it was uh it was unbelievable you know it, it's kind of crazy i you know I, I knew we were good um i was up and down in 2015 when they went to the playoffs um and we went to the it was the nlcs lost the mets sorry i'm um, a Mets fan we, we, <laughs> Uh, we had we had a really good team, and then 2016, you, you knew you had something special. And did you we, come up with like, a lot of those guys? Because they're I mean, that was a young team. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, and in 2016, we opened up in LA against the Angels, and Villanova won the national championship while we were there. And I was like, man, I was like, man, that would be pretty cool if, if you know. Nova won, wins the national championship, and then the Cubs win the national championship. Yep. And, you, you know, just because, you know, I have my roots at Villanova, it would, it would just be a cool thing. And, you know, that first, uh, that first weekend, you, you saw our team, and we were, we were something special for sure. So it was – you always knew, you know, they didn't – nobody really cared about – we just knew we were going to win. Right. You know, so if we lost the game, it didn't matter because we knew we were going to win the next one. You know, and that and that's like the feeling you have, and, and the camaraderie in the in the the clubhouse was was you know an, on another level. Everybody loved each other, so it was great. People don't realize like how important that that thing is, that clubhouse dynamic, yeah. and how important that that relationship of how like you can win games on just camaraderie sometimes. You know, yeah, for it's, sure. Because I mean, a lot of times the most talented team doesn't always win. Right. And that's, you know, I, you know, I, I was with the, we won a national championship as, you know, a football team Yep. and the camaraderie in that, in that, uh, that locker room was, was something special. And that's, that's what I felt when we won the, the world series, you know, that was, we had a, we had a bunch of special guys that, that really enjoyed playing together. And, you know, we really enjoyed being teammates, you know, we, we did a ton of stuff outside of the field. And I think that's, that was one of the things why we, our bond was so tight because, you know, everybody got along. 
Yep. Now, it's it's one of those things that I, I do. I talk to a lot of my student athletes here because I teach a class at VCU. I think I've, we've talked about that. Yeah. Um, and just talk to them about like how the locker room is or just ask them, you know, because I do think that that, that is an important element about how how team dynamic comes together. Like it doesn't mean you like have to be the best of friends, but man, that, that dynamic, if it's not solid, man, shit falls apart. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if you're in, if you're in a clubhouse or a locker room, you know how it is. You know, I think the biggest thing was that, you know, even though we were teammates, we were all pretty good friends too. And I, I think yep. that's, that's kind of what helped us wins, you know, it's such a subtle thing, but it's definitely helps you out in the long run. So I actually accidentally was in Chicago during the parade. Oh, cool. <laughs> Just randomly had to go there for uh, a school thing and literally drove into the city. Everybody was down there. So I got to park at the hotel and just walk down the street. And I was like, cool. wow, man, like this thing. That, I mean, that oh, had to be incredible. like insane. It was incredible, man. It was some of the coolest things you've ever experienced in your life. Yep. So, um, well, what, like, you know, baseball is now coming back. You're on the Phillies right yeah. now. Yep. Um, like, I mean, any feelings about what, like, what are you thinking about? Like how, like the dynamic, it's 60 games, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And, and like how, how things. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's going to be, you know, it's obviously it stinks that we can't play 162. Yeah. And, and you know, it stinks that we can't play in, in front of fans, you know, cause the, you know, the fans are the ones that, that make the games. It's tough. Yeah. Um, but with the, the current situation, um, you know, we got to make the best of, of what we have. Yep. Um, and what we have available is 60 games in front of no fans. Um, so, you know, I, I think obviously it would be better if, like I said, fans in 162, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it's a sprint like this. Yeah, is like man. And, and it's, it's never happened before. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be cool to hopefully be one of the first major sports back to play. Yep. Um, you know, even with all this stuff and, you know, we're still going to be one of the first major sports back to play. Yep. Um, so it's, it's pretty good timing. Uh, it's going to be exciting, man. It's, it's like I said, it's nothing that any, any team in history or ever, any uh, season in history has ever been like. Um, no, I it's it, baseball to me, like has such a, a history of being, in particular, a sport that brings people together. Like it, it historically it's American, you know, it's like one of those things, but it's also, you think about like nine 11 and the Mets and the Yankees playing, right, right. you know, and like, and this, you know, it, it, I just, I, when I first heard that it was coming back, like I did, like, I do wonder like if it is part of like a healing process. I mean, even though like, you know, obviously COVID is still out there. It's not, it's it hasn't gone away and it's it's yeah i know and that's that's the thing that worries me part. man it's, yeah it's uh you know once once you think it's going away yeah it comes right back you know yep. it's so it's like i mean think about it california i know the other day had its most had 3700 um cases in the hospital and yep. in, in the day and arizona is having trouble with filling 
or uh, with maintaining beds and stuff in Texas, the same yep. thing, Florida. So it's going to be tough, man. It's, yep. you know, it's, I guess I get, I get baseball is, is baseball and could be possibly healing, but you're still putting players at risk. And, Absolutely. You know, it's, they should be coming first, you know, and, and I, and I think with all the protocols and the health officials and stuff, we sh- we should be fine, yep. but it's, it still scares. It scares me and I'm sure it scares a lot of people. Yeah. No, I think I just read that Avery Bradley, um, who plays for the Lakers, I don't want to say he opted out, but he is not playing. And it's because oh, really? one of, one of his kids has some sort of underlying health issue whether I think it's like a lung issue and stuff. And it's like, you know, he's like, I love basketball, love the Lakers, but, but I have like, I have to take care of my family. And since like yeah. that, that is like a really important issue and it yeah, is, I mean, it's scary if, as shit. Like if, if they, if they told us that, you know, our families couldn't be with us, then it would be harder. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would be, be right. going right. Just because, you know, he just had a newborn son. He's yep. six months old. You know, I don't, it's not worth it to me. You know, it's the season short. Yep. You know, so it's, I would just grind it out till next year. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a, like you said, I think it's a really difficult decision and like the understanding of like, yes, it's important, but it's not as important. <laughs> yep. So. Wanted to take a quick second to make sure to remind everybody to check out Matt's work on Instagram at SuperCs4, S-U-P-E-R-S-Z-C-Z-4. Also, stop by Matt Caesar Foundation at Seize the Day, S-Z-C-Z-The-Day.com. Please stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and check out our daily creative training journal, journal, which is also available on Amazon. Remember to listen to our second upcoming podcast called The Abstract Doctors Podcast, and follow us on social media under The Abstract Doctors. Now back to Matt Caesar. Um, I did want to talk about like going back to the art stuff, you and Micah Johnson, who he just retired last year, right? Didn't he? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I know he's retired recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who played with White Sox and I think maybe the Braves and stuff, but you guys just did a collaborative piece maybe two weeks ago, whatever. I mean, whatever the timing is, yeah. um, where you started a painting, um, and then you sent it to him and he finished it. And it was basically all the proceeds went to Black Lives Matter or yep. or um, foundations in that area. Um, and it was a it was an image of George Floyd. You guys raised over ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And I, it's pretty badass, man. Um, how did you guys come about? Like, I, I think you maybe reached out to him first correct well some somebody on twitter told us to uh they that they wanted to see like these two athletes collaborate and it was me and him and then he had reached out to me he sent me a message on twitter and was like hey you know this is a perfect time to collaborate right and i said yeah man i'm 100 percent down so you know we had decided on the george floyd and and one of my buddies who i played football at, at villanova is an art teacher and he is uh 
he does stuff. He, you know, does a bunch of painting and stuff on the side. Um, he has, he has some really cool stuff. And I saw, I saw him do a collaboration with somebody that was like half of the face he did. And then half of the face they did in their style. That's cool. So I sent that to Mike and I was like, you know, this is something that I'd be willing to do. You know, what do you think? I can start it. You can start it. We can figure it out from there. So that's, that's what happened. Um, and I, you know, was obviously on board with it, knocked it out in a couple of days and sent it to him. And, you know, he, he did a great job. I, I think he used charcoal. Yep. And, and Jason Hayward ended up buying it. So <laughs> we got to out Jason. Yeah, it was that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I, again, and I, I talked to Mike a couple weeks ago, um, and probably going to get him on the podcast here soon. And just, I, you know, like I, Again, like for me, you guys being high-level athletes, doing something artistic, putting it out in the world and, and raising money for important issues. Like I think that that speaks vol- – you know, it, it, it's that, that stupid more than an athlete thing, but it's true. Like it's this idea that you guys are really trying to change shit, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, and, and it's – you know, with the, with the platform that – you know, we're on, we're on the following that we're on. I, I feel like, you know, people need to hear, hear from us as well. Right. And, you know, it's not, I feel like it's not just, they, they don't just need to hear from, you know, black athletes or, you know, right. uh, black uh, politicians or black celebrities. They need to hear from, you know, white uh, yep. athletes and politicians and celebrities. You know, that's, yep. that's, that's the thing about coming together. Like we all need to do it. And I feel like we, we all need to raise that awareness. And, you know, even though I don't know what, what those guys are experiencing or, or, uh, have experienced, you know, I don't know what Jason Hayward experienced growing up or, or Micah Johnson, uh, experienced growing up, but, you know, obviously I'm, I'm more than willing to, to listen and to help and spread awareness for that because, you know, I have a ton of, ton of black friends. Uh, I, you know, played football my whole life. So, um, have a ton of friends and, and I'll, I'll, I'll do anything for, for a lot of those great friends, you know? Yep. And that, that's what I think you're, I mean, like, I I agree. Like, I think that more white people do need to step up and, and speak. And it's tough. It's tough to say, man, you you know, you you don't want to, no, you you don't don't want to step on. And, And I, and I feel like, you know, even me, I'm, I'm afraid to say the wrong thing and I'm yep. the least racist person ever, yep. you know? And, and yeah, I feel like you don't want to be labeled as that. So, yep. so people stay silent, but you know, it's, it's almost worse to stay silent. You have to speak up and yep. try to raise awareness. And, you know, if people don't like you for it, well, you know, that's, that's on them. Well, but again, you know? I, that's why I think that the collaboration was right, so important exactly. because you have a black yeah. athlete, you have a white athlete coming together, doing something that raises awareness, raises money. And that's like, yep. that, like that's, that's a beautiful thing. Sure. So, so you're, what do you, like, what, what do you think like, in terms like you were saying earlier, your baseball or your, your art is predominantly sports related. And do you see like you, you tend to like paint things that are like really relevant and timing, like, which I, I love, like, again, you did those, the Jordan stuff, like right with yeah. the, the last dance, you just did the, 
the Sosa, you just did that like really badass Ken Griffey Jr. painting, which I love yeah, because I told you actually, I got to play against him back, um, actually in yeah. high school time. Um, but like, I, do you have like favorite subject? I mean, subject matters. I mean, in terms, I mean, I know it's like sports related, but I mean, is it baseball or does it really matter to you? Um, I mean, I, I really, like I said, I told you once that the Avengers work that you're doing, I thought was, was pretty badass. Um, but it's like, that might not fit into how you're thinking right now. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like I said, I got to kind of stick with sports until I'm, I'm able to, to build a, I don't know if you can say a brand, but yeah, build well, a little bit more, yeah, I guess build a brand. Um, but yeah, and I, and I, I really, really enjoy like painting athletes that yeah. that I've kind of looked up to, you know, I looked up to Michael Jordan. Um, you know, he's the, the best ever. I looked up to Ken Griffey. I looked up yep. to McGuire and Sosa. Like, those guys, you want to emulate those guys. And uh, so so I have a lot of fun doing them and, and making crisp lines. And, and I, I just enjoy doing it. Yep. Um, you know, one of my favorite artists is Leroy Neiman. You yep. know, I know he kind of painted a different style than I did. But, you know, it's – he predominantly did sports, but he did everything. You know, he did animals and, you know, but – so I, I, I think, I think for me, I'm, I'm really going to have to kind of start with the sports and, yep. and the trend, the, the, the thing about like staying relevant with uh, like the, the events is I feel like, you know, no matter what it is on social media and I've been trying to, you know, do better for my platform, you need to do stuff that's trending and that's, that's going on right now because if not, you know, you're, you're really not going to. I'm not the type, I don't have millions of followers, so I'm not going to be able to bring back up something from 30 years ago and paint it and just have someone, yeah, have right. someone, you know, buy it. Right. I have to say, stay what's in, what's going on in, in the, the current times. But because- again, I think it's, it's relevant. Like it, you enjoy it. I mean, like the, the next question I had, you know, like what we kind of deal with in terms of, you know, the abstract athlete is this idea that creativity can actually help performance. Or, you know, like, because creativity, like, takes you into that, that space, that flow space, you know, it's kind of like a runner's high, but like you're doing, do you do this creativity with that in mind that it is like kind of a, a way for you to decompress in some ways? Do you like, do you find that? Yeah, I would say that I I do it in a sense to, I guess it's, it's very therapeutic for me. So it it kind of helps me focus on anything else that, I, that I'm going through, whether it's baseball or, you know, stressing out about something else. And, and yep. I feel like when you're focused on whatever's in front of you, the task at hand, then, you know, you, all those other thoughts are going to leave your mind. Yep. Now we, I, one, we work with uh, Brett Tomko who pitched for like 14 years, I believe. And I remember this quote that he said, and he said, one of the best thing or the best thing that I can do after a bad outing is pick up the paintbrushes. No <laughs> way. So it, yeah. So it's like, you know, and like, that's one of the things that we like, we're actually trying to instill in people is not just athletes, not just like the veterans that we work with, but like really anybody, like it is a stress reliever. It like helps with anxiety. Like we're all in particular right now going through stressful and anxious times because nobody knows what the hell's going on, you know, in some ways. And so like creating, whether it's sitting down at the computer and writing music, whether it's painting, whether it's drawing, you know, whatever, writing poetry, like these things actually can kind of relieve that 
outside stress issues. So, I mean, it's just, it's cool to hear like from somebody that's playing at a high level right now that they, that that actually is part of, you know, your, your way of doing it. I mean, do you carry a sketchbook with you on the road or anything? No, I have my iPad and my yeah. iPad pen. That's, cool. that's, yeah. that's all I use. It's, it's super that's, easy and convenient. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect though. Yeah. So that's good. Um, well, I'm trying to think like, you know, again, like I, I think about you as such, um, kind of, of an inspirational character. Like, I don't know if we want to talk, but you did donate bone marrow to like that again, like to me is like a really cool story that was actually featured on E60, correct? Yeah. There's uh there's two, two E60. There's a one on uh one on a Vimeo and a one on YouTube. Yeah. The one on uh, Vimeo is more up to date. Uh, the one on YouTube is is like the the first original one. Um, yeah, I signed up to be for uh, signed up to donate with uh, the Annie Tallies getting the game. Yeah, uh, who's who is my head football coach at Villanova. And then three years later, I was called upon to donate and and donated and uh, you've, you know, you've little, have you ever met in person? I'm not. She's yeah, Ukrainian. She's Ukraine. right. Yeah, so. I mean, we we skyped a couple times, but that's cool. Yeah, other than that, it's it's easy with social media now because you know I'm I'm in touch with her parents through you know Instagram and stuff. So it's, it's that's good. awesome. So yeah. she's I mean that was in 2009, so she's 11, 12, and now at this point, yeah, 13, whatever. She was she was young. Yeah, 13. Yeah, God, that's wild. Yeah, it is. It's insane. <laughs> well. Um, I know you're a busy man. So like usually when we get down to these, the end of conversation, well, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else? First of all, if not, I have like random, no, stupid I mean, we, ask- we covered everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have these random stupid questions. So you're, you're a traveled person because you played baseball. Like what, what, what's your favorite city? Like what, like, and in that city, like, do you have like a favorite restaurant? Like, are you like, are you a Chicago guy because you played there a couple of years? Like, yeah, I mean, we we love the city of Chicago, and we used to go to uh, Italian RPM or RPM Italian, whatever you want to call it. Um, Juliana and, and Bill Rancic. I don't know if you know their names. Yeah, the um, Ran- they, yeah, yeah, like an E or Bravo TV show. Yeah, and we went there, and you know, they have really great food, and it's very affordable, and that was just our uh, our go to spot, in Chicago. <laughs> What's that? I said that was your go-to. Yeah. So, yep. what what kind of music do you listen to? Like, does that play? That actually, does that play a part in your pregame for baseball? Does it play a part when you're painting or no? No, nah, I, I was never really a music listener. Really, like listener. I, I just I always kind of thought it was more meant. I had to be more mentally tough to do things without music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you know. I feel like music pumps you up and I didn't want to have any outside source pump me right. up. You know? <laughs> I just wanted to be able to do things on my own and not have to rely on stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was always me, man. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I don't think so. So no, no favorite bands. I mean, if I, if I could say a favorite band, I would probably say CCR. Wow. You're going old school. Okay. Yeah. All I right. And that's, you know, I feel like when I listened to music, it was when I was younger, and right. I feel like I listened to whatever my dad was listening to. Right. And you know, obviously, I listen to stuff on the radio, but usually, to be honest with you, on the radio, 
or when I'm driving, I always turn the radio off because yeah. I'd rather spend that 10 or 15 minutes thinking about and stuff. Silent. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I do a, I drive out west every summer and, and a lot of the times I turn everything off and just yeah yeah just kind of have you and your dad ever collaborated on anything just like that nah, no I, I <laughs> he's not like I, I feel like he's not like a painter or he would just sketch stuff you know? yeah he would just yeah that's kind of badass I mean like yeah. that that could be something that could, you could elaborate on if he did yeah. some like sketch something so I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't think he's done it in a long time, man. Get him back he in there. He he does he does like uh like you know art wood signs and stuff. He does. That's pretty. Ba- uh, he could make you a he could make you a surface to paint on. You yeah, know? I have to send you a picture of this eagle he made. He he's like done. He's like a like a hippie. He collects <laughs> wood. You know he's that's badass. He like he's super creative. Right, but he he like I think lately he hasn't done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean he has cancer, so he does chemo once or twice. I think he does it once every two or three weeks. I'll, so se- I'll send him up a journal, man, if you want me to. Like when when uh, when Mike gets that that image and we get it and we send it up to you, I'll send. We have these daily creative journals that I'll send you up one that you know just right, kind of cool. gets people into that habit. So what? So yeah. like maybe maybe last last question. You kind of talked about this earlier but because you do play multiple sports like what like who's like kind of your sports hero like is it the jordans and the Maguires and sosas or do you have somebody else that you like is like top top yeah shelf? i mean growing up I, I really didn't watch too many sports um really yeah, because I was always doing them, man. Yeah. We didn't watch we didn't watch too much TV, and you know if if we weren't outside playing, we were eating or playing yeah. video games, <laughs> you know. So that that right. was kind of like, you know, our thing. I had an older brother who was two years older than me, so we were very like close to age and and doing like beat the playing. shit out of you. No, no, <laughs> yeah. we used to. I mean, we were all all or we were on all the same team, so right we always did things together and, and feel like, you know, if I wanted to have a catch, whatever he was doing, he would stop and have a catch. Or if he, if, if he wanted to do something, I would stop and do it. And and I feel like we were just so, so occupied with ourselves and, and, you know, whether it was hockey, football, soccer, basketball, you know, just playing, you know, tennis or hitting a tennis ball around throwing like lacrosse balls at each other. We, we pretty much did it all, man. So we we didn't spend too too much time, like even going to baseball or football games. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I feel like I kind of always, you know, loved Michael Jordan just because it was Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't necessarily like I sat and watched him because I never watched anything. And and he was just kind know, of an icon. Yeah, he was just an icon, and I and I feel like a lot of people treat that treat that the same. Like a lot of people love Michael Jordan just because he's Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, and I feel like I, I fell into that category just because he was he was the best. You know, he was a winner, and I always wanted to be a winner. Right. Now, I mean, did you, like, just kind of offshooting on that, did you watch these documentaries, The Last Dance? And did oh, you, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I love them. They're, they're great. Yeah. No, I mean, because, again, like, that, to me, I mean, I, I, I agree. With, I'm kind of the same way. I didn't, like, watch TV because I was doing everything outside. But I did have my, like, Daryl Strawberry was, like, my best. Oh, yeah that dude just i mean his but that swing was just ridiculous yeah um 
but I like these documentaries that they're they're putting together really kind of brings back how crazy yeah good Jordan was like I mean I think I people forget yeah and I, because, like I said I didn't I didn't watch him a lot yeah. so I didn't I didn't know really how good he was but seeing him I'm like golly man yeah. he's good yeah I mean I mean I'm a I'm a, I'm from Ohio so I'm a huge LeBron guy yeah. but Jordan Jordan's just like a different yeah, kind and, of and you know that that debate will go on forever. Yeah. I feel like you know LeBron's stats are always going to are going to be better than Jordan's. Yep. Yeah. They're going to you yeah. know even though he didn't win six titles, he's still, you know, if you look on paper minus the titles, all his numbers are better than Jordan. Yep. I mean, he's going to probably be the the greatest scorer, top 3 assist guy. Yeah, I mean, they're oh, different yeah. they're different players. Like that's right, like sure. General, I mean, it's you know, like looking. Well, you played with, didn't you tell me you played with Mike Trout or you or like he's uh, against him in high school, him, yeah. yeah. And I mean, you think about Mike Trout and how unbelievable he is. And I think about like Griffey Jr., who I consider Griffey Jr. the best player of that generation because of the steroid issue. I think yeah. Barry Barry Bonds was probably oh, yeah. the best player. Like, I, but then, he, yeah, I mean, like the dude, the dude uh. was still the like unreal but griffey five tool guy i For mean sure. he could run down anything he could gun like bonds never had the arm that was the only thing that as an outfielder i was eh, right. he just didn't have the arm so but well dude i know you're busy i know you got a little one <laughs> which is awesome and i know you just did a bunch of driving we'll catch up soon um, all right yeah sounds good and i'll send you uh that stuff yeah, it'd be great. And like I said, I'll send you a journal to your dad, and um, cool. and we'll catch up soon. And we'll probably this will probably be out a couple weeks. We'll do a little production behind Sounds it cool. and all that jazz. And um, be well, man. And thank you for doing this. No cool. problem. Thanks, right, Ron. Yeah, man. Be well. All right, later. Thanks again to Matt for jumping on the podcast today. Really such an incredible dude and and some really fun and important stories. Make sure again to check out Matt's work on Instagram at SuperCs4, which is S-U-P-E-R-S-Z-C-Z-4. And also stop by Matt Caesar Foundation at Seize the Day. That's S-Z-C-Z-The-Day.com. As always, thank you to everyone for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information. See you next time when we get to talk with college soccer player, musician, and doctor of infectious disease and hospital epidemiologist, Gonzalo Beerman. Thanks as always, and do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.